Blog Talk Radio. I'm with the Brown Report. I'm filling in for Aaron tonight as he is out. And we got Alan live tonight with us as well on remote. Alan, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Really appreciate that, Matt. Thank you for filling in for Aaron today, too. Really appreciate that as well. How are you doing? How you been? I've been doing good. Got my little COVID-19 because everybody wants to get a vaccine, and I got the real thing instead. So <laughs> I am um, doing very well. Got my checkup with my doctor, and I am good to go. Yes, that's amazing. That's uh, real scary that, yeah, fortunately, that you contracted COVID-19. I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm glad that you're doing healthy and, and things are on the up and up. So that's the main thing. Glad that Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so take it seriously, folks. Make sure you do what you have to do. Wear your mask, social distancing, because it it is uh, something that is very real. Well, today what we're going to do, we're going to have something real special. We have a special guest here. We have the beautiful Ariel Rodriguez here, and we're located right here in Signature Punch Training Center in Tampa, Florida. But we have a live show that we're doing as well as on the blog talk as well as iHeartRadio. And the great thing about today about being in my shoes is that I get a chance to interview great hosts and great guests. And I get a chance to interview a beautiful girl today. And her name is Ariel Rodriguez. She's going to tell us about herself. How are you doing so far tonight? I'm good, thank you. And also it's Ariel. Ariel, I'm sorry. Sorry. Ariel Rodriguez. I apologize about that. (laughs) But uh, definitely, I'm glad that you're on the show. I know that it, it's something that uh, it took a little bit of work to get you on the show, but I'm glad that you are here. So can you tell us a little, little bit about yourself? Uh, well, first off, um, about myself, um, I'm from California. I'm a California girl. I've been on the East Coast for probably almost six years now. Um, I got into training probably two years ago, and... I've been doing that, and I've been loving it, and just living life. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Enjoying the beautiful weather here in Florida. That's always a great thing. But I did notice that you do a lot of training here at the gym. Uh, could you just tell us a little bit about your passion in you know, doing training at a fitness center, a gym, gym as nice as this? Um, well, I genuinely love helping people. And I feel that this is my way of helping people. I want people to feel good about themselves and, you know, um, succeed in their personal goals. And I I love it. I love being able to come here every day, be here all day, every day. It doesn't really feel like I'm I'm working, like I'm I'm doing what I love. So that's awesome. So meeting goals for people, also teaching them. It sounds like you have real passion in that. So how does that normally, that conversation start when you get a process of them meeting you and then saying, hey, I need help with this? How does that normally go for you? 
I mean, I love when, when people come to me and, and they have very specific goals. Like, this is what I want. I want to look like this. I want to feel this. I, and I want to help them get there. So mm -hmm. um, I, I love when they're more specific versus me having to just continue to ask questions and, you know, try to get down to the reason why they want to do it. And I want to help them find that why and help them get to where they want to be. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, now when you do meet a, a guest or get somebody a potential client, they're like, hey, I want to lose, you know, 10 pounds, want to get some muscles. Is your first initial thought, okay, well, you got to start eating or you got to start working out hard? What is it that your first mindset says, hey, maybe you should do this first? I think it's, it's all in the mindset first and foremost. You have to really want it and you have to be willing to put the commitment in to do it. Mm -hmm. So... I'm not a nutritionist, so I can't necessarily give out meal plans. I can give you a, a basic idea of what you should be eating, what you shouldn't be eating. I mostly go on how much protein intake, calorie intake, et cetera, because if you're training, weight training X amount of times a week, that's important because you need that balance. So. Wow. Well, that's awesome. This is telling them what to do. And as far as the training part of it, is it now – pretty much all virtual, that you do some of your training virtually, I understand, and some of it in person. Yeah, so most of my, ever since COVID, most of, all of my training basically got to the virtual online. Um, and even afterwards when gyms open, a lot of the clients still stayed with the virtual. Uh, some of them travel for work, so it's easy. Some people like being in the comfort of their own home. So, and I love it too because it gives me the freedom to do it from wherever, which is amazing. Um, but I also do have my in-person clients. Uh, but, again, I do I do both. And then I come here to Signature Punch, and, you know, I have a couple clients I'll train here. I'm always open here. So, yeah. Yeah. Good. And that was going to be one of my questions. Hey, you know, you live, your base is in Miami, but you come here to Tampa where the gym is at to help people out. Why Signature Punch Training Center of all the gyms that I guess you could have located yourself at? Why Signature Punch? Um, uh, I feel the energy here is immaculate. Everybody here is amazing. Everyone I've met is amazing. Um, we're a team, and everybody works together, and it's, just good vibes. I just had it. Something told me that like this was the place, and I love that I have the opportunity and the option to be able to live and stay in Miami, but also come down here and you know work and you know be a part of the team. So yeah, I mean you must be dedicated. You come here from Miami down to Tampa, you know from time to time when necessary. So how was the travel? Coming from Miami to Tampa, is that ever hard for you? Honestly, I love it because it is my alone time, and <laughs> I don't mind the drive. Anything anything over four-hour drive, I can't do. So three okay. to four hours is just the right amount of time. And no, normally, on I guess on an average, I know it varies for you, how often can someone maybe catch you here at Tampa in this gym, maybe in a month or two months? So I usually try to come uh, the least once, but I try to come two times a month, three if possible. Um, I try to stay for at least a week, um, maybe two weeks. Uh, my 
my email and my Instagram messages are always open. So if anyone wanted to reach out to me and schedule with me and go from there. so Yeah, and she does amazing stuff on Instagram and TikTok. You know, you did have a, a video, a few videos on there, I should say. Not, a, not one or two, but a lot of videos that have a lot of views. Can you explain to uh, the audience what the videos were about and why they were so successful? So I obviously do fitness. Um, I'm starting to incorporate self-defense classes. Um, I started doing Krav Maga, which is a real-life situation combat martial art um, originated in Israel. So have you ever seen John Wick? Yes. Okay. So ever since I watched that movie, I've always wanted to learn how to do that style of fighting. So I kind of got into it for myself, and I blew up on TikTok, and everybody's actually really intrigued and interested. So I'm going to start incorporating that into what I do. So. There you go. She's blowing up on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. You know, the interesting thing is that when I first saw you, you had some guys taking pictures of you. But you're not a model. You mentioned, I mean, for those who are not able to watch us live and watch us, you know, listen to us on iHeartRadio, it's beautiful, And but you're not a model. Not professionally, not as in a, <laughs> a real-life model. I'm, you know, might look like one or seem like one, but I'm definitely not. <laughs> yeah, she had me fooled because... You know, there was some guys taking pictures and videos. I was like, wow, you know, this is somebody here obviously taking pictures. And I was shocked to find out that she's not a model. But do you do any, maybe not professionally, but do you do any photo shoots for somebody wanting to promote something? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like uh, any, any photo shoots for Signature Punch or for my Instagram or for, um, you know, basically to promote myself or anything of that sort. Not, you know, yeah. <laughs> a little camera shy. <laughs> <laughs> and, wow, that's amazing. But you also do a lot of kickboxing and training. That, talk about that, your, your fun, your, your passion for kickboxing. So fighting. my father was a former UFC fighter, so fighting kind of was – always in the household ever since I can remember. Um, I got into Muay Thai and kickboxing because I think that was one of his favorite styles of fighting because he does MMA. Um, and I remember him telling me, if you know how to, if you learn how to do Muay Thai, you can go anywhere in the world, I'll never worry about you. So it was the one thing I just focused on and I genuinely love it. I love boxing as well. I love all styles of fighting. Um, but I like being able to throw in the kicks and the elbows and, wow. you know, make it a little more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Elbows. Yeah, I mean, so talk about your dad a little bit. I mean, how did he get started in MMA? Is it something that he just had a passion in doing and fighting? And... Yeah, he used to wrestle in high school, mm-hmm. and uh, he was in the UFC when, like, UFC had just first started, you know, and... Um, yeah, he had done it basically his whole life, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, um, and then kind of started learning more of kickboxing and Muay Thai and all of that, and then just took it and ran. 
ran with it there. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that's amazing that you into it as hardcore as you have been. It seems like it's been doing well for you. Now, as far as training, when we get into that, is there a certain goal that you have for yourself as far as people that you want to have? Go ahead and start off, or is there anybody? You'll take anybody that needs help. Anybody, anybody, everybody. Okay. I want to be able to, um, you know, be able to help everyone, male, female. Okay. Um, you know, I'm not just based on one clientele, so I want to help everyone. Yeah, and that's a great thing. I'm glad you mentioned that because we will train both male and female, so I want to make sure our listening audience knows that. I, mean, I know that a lot of people may have assumed, myself too, that you do pretty much mostly females, just because here at the gym they do talk a lot about training with the females. So she does both male and female, and she does it virtually too. So if you ever want to get a chance to work out, she'll do a program for you. She has a, an app. Maybe you could tell us about the app too. Uh, yeah, so my uh, my current app that I, I use basically, um, depending which virtual training you would like to do, if you would like to have the one-on-one or if I just create a program for you, it'll be on the app. Um, you'll have videos of all the different exercises if you feel like you're doing it wrong or you want to see the correct form. Um, and then also you will be able to reach out to me at any time with any questions or concerns and I usually like to do follow-ups and check-ups every week just to see how it's going, how you're feeling, and from there. That's awesome. So definitely, why don't you tell a listening audience how they can find you on the Internet and reach out to you so that if they have fitness goals that they want to reach, that they can go ahead and reach you. I mean, the best way right now would be reaching out to me on Instagram, which is Ariel Rodriguez Fitness. Um, there you have a link to connect with me personally. Again, my DMs are always open and my email. So. Okay, there you go. So we have it. I did want to mention to you also, I wanted to get your feedback on something. You guys had a big event here, the thing is the punch was located in Miami, but I wanted to get your feedback on how that event was going down to Miami with the, the training center and how was that, that for you? It was amazing. Again, like the team here is just amazing. The energy is great. Uh, it was so much fun. It was a success. All the fighters won, which was amazing, and it was great. I I loved it. I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw you guys. You were all in the ring having fun and yeah. taking great pictures. And For those people who didn't get a chance to meet the event, Talk about what it included as far as some of the boxers and some of the people. Um, well, I'm sorry. This is that oh, again. yeah. For the people who don't know about the boxing events that you went to in Miami, just tell them a little bit about that. Oh, the event itself? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, Signature Plunge basically um, had an event for all these fighters to uh, win the title, um, which is amazing, and if you missed out, then that's... Yeah, and I was one of the unfortunate good, people You missed out on a good show. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of the unfortunate people who did miss out on the show. I did have, I was going to tell it, 
my colleague here earlier that uh, fortunately I had some babysitter issues. I couldn't unfortunately make the venue, but the good thing about it is there is another one I heard coming up in June. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that I can make that one. And that's one of those that's going to be in Miami. So I was like, man, I really wanted to be there and support you guys. I was hoping to come down there too and do a couple of interviews down there in Miami, but it wasn't meant to be, but it's more ammunition for me to show up for the next one. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And the next one's going to be even better. So so don't feel bad. I'll, I'll be there the next one and I'll help to support you. But yes, you can meet Ariel Rodriguez Fitness at Instagram. You can go ahead and reach out to her, DM her, and she'll be available to help you with fitness training, strength training. You have uh, some modeling gigs that are (laughs) (laughs) not professional, but hey, to help (laughs) promote something. Amateur. Amateur (laughs) stuff. She'll be willing to help you as well. <laughs> well we really appreciate her joining us on the Allen and Aaron Sports Tech Radio Show. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get you up to date on some more of what's going on in sports in just a few moments. All right, Matt. So how you been, Matt? I've been doing good, man. Got a lot of sports stuff to talk about, which is um, I mean, we got an NFL draft coming up. We got uh, NFL free agency, trades, um, just – uh, NBA All Star Games coming up, MLB Spring Training. It's a it's an exciting time. Things are kind of getting back to normal, and um, I, I think uh, the other day the Atlanta Braves announced at their stadium they're planning on having um, full um, crowd at the All Star Game in Atlanta um, coming up. I believe it's in July, so uh, things are looking up. I mean, it's time to get some sense of normalcy back, and um, I'm excited for sports, man. Some of these, um, I think the Tampa Bay Lightning announced they're going to have over 3,000 fans um, allowed in their um, arena. Um, so it's getting back to normal, and it's good for the economy. It's good for local businesses um, to get back to this because um, the local businesses, they need to help the most. I mean, these big <laughs> sports leagues, they've got TV contracts to support them, but these small businesses really need some fans in the stands and fans around the stadiums. Yes, absolutely. You're absolutely right. It's good that things are getting back to, I wouldn't say normal, but definitely moving in the right direction. I totally agree with you. You know, I looked at some of the spring training pictures that Aaron took. We went to a spring training game, and it's not full capacity, but you know what? It looked like things are starting to get back to normal a little bit. You know, you still have to wear your mask if they'd be safe, but I'm glad that they are at least allowing games. And then this year, Things are starting to shut down, and the good thing is, a year later, now we got support. Now we got some limited capacity. Like I said, Atlanta is starting to have uh, full capacity. So, you know, you definitely it's, it's positive, and I'm glad to hear that because we need sports. We need some uh, an avenue where people can go ahead and have fun and talk about their teams and get your mind off work. You know, so it's definitely well needed. Yeah, exactly, and I think. Um especially in um, the Southern states, we're going to be looking at um, full capacity football. Uh, Alabama announced this week as well, University of Alabama, that they're planning on full stadiums um, starting in September. Wow. So, um, it, you know, it's an exciting time. Um, I, I think the South, the South just wanted college football more than the rest of the country did, I think. 
and it kind of pushed like the Big Ten and the, the um, Pac-12 into getting um, into gear. And you know, a little bit late in the game last year to um, get there, get some games in. But I think uh, this coming up baseball season, I, I think even in uh, Miami and Tampa, I think that their average Tampa averaged about 14,000 fans per game in 2019 and just under 11,000 for Miami uh, for the Marlins. So honestly, you can open it up and just say, Hey, everybody wants to buy a ticket and buy a ticket there. They're not going to fill them up probably. But um, I, I think that, you know, once the opportunity comes and you can do some distancing at first, um, if people want to go to the games, Go to the games. Get out there. Have some fun with your family. Uh, Lions probably won't be that bad at the concession stands. And, um, you know, it'll be good to see some um, live uh, live sports action in person. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, it's a big difference when you have a sports venue and you're watching it on TV and you're actually being there. And now that you have the, the opportunity to actually go, I think that's a great thing. I think that's uh, magnificent that Things are starting to open up. You know, you definitely still want to take precautions, you know. But it's good that you can go out to a game now, whereas before it was it was uh, distant memories. So it definitely is a great thing. I definitely want to go ahead and – I know NASCAR didn't have any fans. I want to go ahead and represent our show and, and be out there too and get some good pictures for, for people who cannot make it and get some great insight and interviews and – Maybe next year we'll get an opportunity to do that. Also, with the football, as you mentioned, you know, there were some venues that even myself and Aaron couldn't be to because of COVID. So, you know, football is one that because of limited capacity, even with the media, we wasn't able to get access to the bus because of it. Maybe next season it will be a different story. But it's good that uh, things are starting to slowly but surely get to where we used to be. And that's always encouraging because uh, this COVID thing is really something that I have actually, I've been through some things like this as far as, you know, outbreaks, but nothing to the level of COVID-19, nothing to that. Yeah. You know, when you start getting to the unknown and things, um, it's understandable for people to be scared. But the great thing is we, we live in a great country where we have the ability to, um, you know, uh, create vaccines in nine months uh, for something that completely caught us off guard pretty much in this country. And now we've got three options now. I mean, we got Moderna, we got Pfizer, and we got Johnson & Johnson. And we got um, probably more in the pipeline. And hopefully within a few months, we'll have enough shots out there for people that want to get it can get it. And the ones that had have the antibodies, and um, uh, as we get, you know, more science and more information, more numbers, um, we can look back at this as a trying time. But we will be much more prepared if something like this ever happens again, where we have the infrastructure, and also where we don't have to shut down the economy. I mean, there's a lot of people out there hurting still, and um, you know, not yeah. just you know in regular industries, but we're talking about restaurants, we're talking about bars, we're talking about. Um, you know, small businesses that depend on these sports leagues. And I think it's um, time for us to, you know, if if you want to stay home, stay home. I get it. I understand 100%. If you have an immune deficiency, I, I get it 100%. If you've got underlying conditions, yeah, I get it. If you're elderly, yeah, you know, 
you know, if you can go out there, you got the shot, you got the vaccine, um, you've had it, and you're in good health, and you want to get out there, get out there. But if not, I get it. I understand. You know, watch it on TV, and when you're comfortable, come on out to some games. You know, have a good time. You know, you only live once. You know, you can't just stay home forever. <laughs> I mean, you could, <laughs> but but uh, you know, as a sports fan, I, I want to kind of get out there. You know, get to some games and. Uh, get out to the sports bars again and talk with friends and have a good time. So I'm looking forward to it, Alan. I really am. I am too. I mean, definitely it's, it's nice to, you know, it, and that's one of the things that, you know, kind of woke me up was because of the fact that it was a situation where, wow, you know, COVID thing started and it shows to you the real world that something like a pandemic can really shock the world in a lot of ways where we are dependent on other people. You know, humans are made to be social and to talk to other people. And it just goes to show you that something like a pandemic can really change how people interact, how they do business. And we actually need sports more than you think because we need an outlet for us to get the kids out, for us to get out ourselves, have some fun, talk about what's going on. And, you know, it's always a great thing when, you have sports in your life because you get a chance to see about your fans, about your what's going on in the life of a sports character, but you don't have the pressure of people judging you. So you can root for a team, you can root for a specific player, and it's all in fun. It's all in good, good notion and good fun. And now that things are opening up, it's, it's great because I get a chance to do things that I didn't get a chance to do since last year because of COVID. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be an exciting time. Yeah, and I, I'm glad that the sports leagues got back, Alan, especially um, college football got back. Um, we're going to have an NCAA tournament um, this month, which is very exciting too. So and you got NFL, you have MLB, you have hockey, and other sports leagues as well, that they proved one thing. The transmission wasn't happening between the players. So that's good. I mean, we had some scientific data showing the players were not transmitting on the field. Great. So they they play the games, and guess what? The TV contracts are fulfilled, especially with NASCAR last year. They were doing three races a week because they knew if they didn't get their contract fulfilled, they were going to lose tens of millions of dollars. And it's a business. And I understand a lot of players opted out, especially on the New England Patriots last year. Nine guys opted out uh, from their team. If you, I mean, if you've got a concern, I understand but at the same time, pandemics have happened in the past. We, we, we're a very interconnected world. And like you said, Alan, we depend on a lot of people. If we can't go out there and get things done, it's not going to be good for the economy. Mental health issues are way up. And I constantly pray for people um, every day, um, you know, for their health and financial security and safety, because we got to think about this, too. We talk about sports on this show, but there's a lot of people out there that need our thoughts and prayers because they lost their jobs. Um, They may have COVID-19. They may be sick or have a family member or someone in their family has lost their job. We need to pray for them, that they know that we are there for them. Uh, We understand. We've seen it ourselves with our friends and family and coworkers out there. So just know, folks, that you're not forgotten. We're here for you. We're here to yeah. talk about sports, you know, take your mind off it a little bit. 
um, what's going on. So, um, you know, if you like the show, you know, uh, give us a follow on Facebook, um, Allen and Air Sports Talk Radio Show, uh, Blog Talk Radio. Also, subscribe. Um, you know, always feel free to message the page. You know, hey, you know, what, let's talk about this or, you know, what's going on in your life. You, let's talk about sports. Just have a good time. Exactly. And you're always welcome to join us, too. Live, you can call in. We have special guests on the radio. Ask our guests maybe a question. We're very open in that regard. But nothing to hide, and we want to make it engaging. And uh, definitely our show is, is, is better for it. And definitely we have a great guest and great entertainment while we're doing it. One good, great, uh, I wouldn't say great thing, but one silver lining that has come from COVID is that we are now able to do a lot of things remotely, as Ariel has, has mentioned, that uh, she can do things uh, remotely, which is awesome. And also, you know, I want to thank who we had yesterday on the show, Keith One-Time Thurman, coming on our show and doing it remotely as well through Zoom. So that's the, the only silver lining is that, you know, you can go out to a game, but now we are a society that, We've kind of worked around those things. And that's the great thing about our country is that we learn and we evolve. And a lot of times we end up being stronger as we evolve. And those things are are definitely something that we don't want to overlook, that you have opportunities now to do things remotely as you wish. And if you want to come in person, you have the option now that they'll open things up to do it in person. So it's always a great thing. Yeah, that's a great thing about this country. We learn from things and we become better. That's what we need to do. But let's talk about um, some NFL drama, man. Yeah. We, we had Deshaun Watson down in Houston, man. He wants out. He doesn't want to talk to anybody. Um, Houston doesn't want to talk to anybody either, apparently, because there's been multiple reports that uh, teams are leaving voicemails <laughs> with uh, proposed trade <laughs> offers to get yeah. Deshaun Watson <laughs> out of Houston. I mean, I mean, we're going old school answering machine style. Hey, um, this is the New York Jets. Uh, hey, what's going on down there? I heard you want, want, may want to trade Deshaun Watson. I got a deal for you. It, 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 this is outrageously crazy. Deshaun Watson wants out. But here's the thing. Deshaun Watson had an incredible year. He had a career year, one of the top quarterbacks in the league. He says he has, and this is where it comes down to when we look at the numbers, he has no weapons. But yet he had a career year. It's just not, it, it doesn't add up. I, I understand that you want to win. He's been a winner. The Houston Texans are not a dumpster fire like Cleveland used to be or like the Jets are now, um, or even the Cincinnati Bengals in the last few years. They've been to the playoffs several times, and they've won playoff games. They almost beat the Kansas City Chiefs a few years back. They had them down, I think, 24 to nothing or something. This is not a terrible organization, per se, but since the owner died in Houston, there's been some, you know, drama going on over there. But Deshaun Watson, he he wants out really bad. Here's the one thing, um, Alan, that a lot of people don't realize. If he sits out, he owes over $20 million to the Houston Texans based off his, um, his signing bonus. I don't think he's sitting out, <laughs> to be honest. He's either <laughs> playing for Houston or he's playing for another team. But let me ask you this, 
and maybe theoretical or hypothetical here, Alan, what your thoughts are on this. If a team called, what would it take? Let's say you're the GM of the Houston Texans, Alan. What would it take for you to give up one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league off a career year and he's a good dude? So how, what is it going to take to take, you know, how many picks, how many players is it going to take for you to trade him somewhere else? Yeah, it's going to take at least one or two picks. I would say at least a first round, possibly a second round pick. Because Deshaun Watson, like you mentioned, is a great, great talent. And it, the thing about it is, what's going on in Texas is that the situation got so poor and so bad that now they're at the point of no return. And unfortunately, Deshaun Watson has been a force to hand to get traded or moved. Because as a GM, you don't want somebody on your team who really is advocating day in and day out that they don't want to play for you. I mean, it's just a poor situation and a bad situation. You don't want to have somebody with your team organization who's made the decision that they want to move on. So Deshaun Watson would probably take, to answer your question, a first and a second round pick, at least two picks, and you're probably going to have to give up a good trade for him, a player that can be the quarterback and maybe not Deshaun Watson but who could be a starter that you could put in and could win you some games. That's what it would take. And I, I think that's what they're going to eventually have to do because you let J.J. Watt go, and Deshaun Watson is not letting up. From It's well documented. He's not letting up as far as him coming to the table and negotiating. You know, I feel as if anybody's willing to negotiate if they're willing to sit down at the table with you. They're not willing to get on the phone with you they're not willing to sit down in person with you, then you pretty much are up a cliff, a slippery slope, because you're going to have a hard sell at that point. And I think that's where the Texans are. They're in a situation where they're at a point of no return. So I see Deshaun Watson moving. I, I, I really find it astonishing that they let it get to this point where they didn't give the man what he wanted, try to appease him, now you're at the point where you have to move. What are your thoughts on where the Texans are and Deshaun Watson? Yeah, and I, I think Deshaun Watson, in, I, I look back at this. I look at the, the timeline of what occurred with him. DeAndre Hopkins was traded from the Texans to Arizona. Then Deshaun Watson signs a multi-year extension. So his best weapon, the guy that doesn't drop a ball, but I mean, the guy that caught that ball in the end zone <laughs> against the Bills with like four defenders around him, they trade him. But he yeah. signs a multi year extension with a lot of signing bonus up front. So, I mean, he's like, he's praising the organization. He's like, he's so happy. He's crying. You know, he got his extension. But why would you take an extension? After your best weapon was traded, praised the organization, and now he wants out. Something happened here, and and you got to look at who his agent is. I don't know what his agent's name is, but I know his agent represents Jalen Ramsey, the former yeah. Jaguar that held out and got traded to the um, Los Angeles Rams. This is in the playbook yeah. of that age. And Jalen Ramsey is going out there 
saying that Deshaun Watson's not going to do anything. It's like we got tampering <laughs> on the side of Jalen <laughs> Ramsey. That's an active player on another roster tampering with this situation. If that, that agent yeah. is either really slick and smart or he's fixing to create a, a house fire that you won't be able to put out. But I'm thinking in terms of Deshaun Watson, he you're going to need something in the equivalent of the Herschel Walker trade that the Cowboys did in the um to get all those picks um with Minnesota. Yeah. That's what you're going to need. You're going to need a haul of picks. But here's the here's the issue that I think Deshaun Watson hasn't really thought about and his agent hasn't really thought about either. If you go get traded to a team that gives up, and I, and I, and maybe I'm just sounding crazy here, I think you're giving up three number ones and maybe a player and some other picks. You're going to have to give up a boatload. This is a Hall of Fame talent. You don't get a Hall of Fame talent, 25-year-old player, without giving something up. I, I, I look at what um. And there's going to be no real team that will be able to trade quarterback for quarterback unless you get with the Jets and Darnold gets traded to Houston. You do a swap, but Darnold is being rumored to go to Washington. Ron Rivera wants Darnold really bad. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking three number ones, if you can't – and it has to be – let's put it this way. If the Jets trade – to get him, then Darnold's going to get traded probably to Washington. That that will be some dominoes falling there. But their pick, I think they got the number two pick. That's going to be Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson from BYU. They're comparing him to um, like Aaron Rodgers a little bit. Um, he's got an arm, so he might be going to Houston. Houston made a bad mistake yeah. with a, um, with a, um, trade um, for the offensive lineman they got from Miami. Um, they gave up their, their first-round pick. Miami has the third overall pick. Maybe Miami is in this for Deshaun Watson. You know, trade the number three pick back to Houston and some other stuff and some other picks. And then you get Deshaun Watson from the Texans. So one thing that a lot of people don't realize, maybe, you know, you probably realize it, Alan, that Tom Brady move last year has created this quarterback carousel that if you don't get a quarterback that can win, you're going to get fired in a hurry, general manager and head coach. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you're right. I mean, with Tom Brady, it's a copycat league is what they said. And unfortunately for quarterbacks, that's the case. Tom Brady for those who don't know, he was with the Patriots, wanted to play. The Patriots wanted, wasn't taking him seriously, and they were basically kind of lowballing, it sounds like. Tom Brady wanted to play. They didn't, were so in love with bringing him back for another year. Tom Brady gets traded, asks to be traded. He gets traded and goes over to the Bucks, and within one year, wins the Super Bowl with a different team. So, it's possible to happen if you're in the right place, the right situation. And the Bucks at that point, they haven't won a playoff game. Uh, a lot of people don't understand that. They, the Bucks were 
They were winning some games, but they didn't make the playoffs for many, many years. So now yeah. Brady comes in, changes the culture, they win the Super Bowl. And so that's yeah, and that and, and that's that's a good point there. Exactly. No, go ahead, man. Let me ask you this: Drew Brees, he was yoking it up in a parking lot, apparently behind a Best Western or something this week. <laughs> I don't know where the Best Western, <laughs> but he was in a hotel parking lot and he was yoking it up, pushing, and you know, the trainer's like, "Oh my god!" Um, so <laughs> I'm thinking. Drew Brees may not be a saint next year. He might want to go somewhere else to pull Tom Brady because he looked at Brady. Brady's older than him by a couple of years. Now, Drew got beat up pretty bad. But think about this. Tom Brady got an offensive line that was looking really bad at the beginning of the year, shaped them up. Remember that Chicago game, 15-yard personal yeah. foul penalties, holding penalties. He was getting hit a bunch. <laughs> He got in those guys' ears and said, listen up. we got to get this thing straightened out. And guess what? It's straightened out. All of a sudden, they're winning. Yeah. They, they, they won all those games at the end of the year, went to the playoffs, swept it, won a Super Bowl. Now, Drew Brees might be saying, where can I go, have an offensive line that can yeah. protect me, and I can possibly win a Super Bowl? And we even go to this part. Russell Wilson's doing the same thing, too. Russell Wilson's looking for somewhere to go, too. Now, salary cap-wise, um, he New Orleans is on his list. New Orleans, there's $60 million over the cap. There's no way he's going there. But this, this quarterback carousel, Tom Brady, not only is he 7 for 10 in Super Bowls, he he's changing the game again. This is like, if you have talent and you're a quarterback, you're looking for the team that you can get on and win a Super Bowl. Joe Montana didn't – Joe Montana couldn't even done it. Joe Montana went to AFC, AFC Championship game with the Chiefs, but he never got back and won it. Tom Brady's the GOAT. And now all these other quarterbacks – look at um, Matt Stafford. He's in L.A. now with the Rams. And – and they just switched quarterbacks with, with Detroit. And now you got Jared Goff in Detroit. So these teams, they are – it's win-now mode for a lot of these teams. Get a quarterback, have your coach, and you can win. So what are your thoughts on this carousel? What do you think some of these guys might land? Yeah, I definitely do think a, a good situation for the guys to land would be in Miami. I think that's a very good situation where you don't want to go to a team, I think, in my opinion, where that they already went deep in the playoffs and they lost, and then now you're coming in. And the reason why I say that <laughs> is because you don't want to go in a situation where you're not going to get any credit for it. The great thing about the Bucks in Tom Brady's situation is that he came to a team that was doing okay. They weren't like at the bottom of the list, but they weren't at the top of the list either. So he gets to go ahead and take a lot of the due credit that he deserves for making him into a winner. I think Miami is a very good situation to go to because you have a team that is improved. You have the coach of the year. You have a young team. You have a team that can, that just needs to learn the culture and how to win. And that's the biggest thing that Brady did. He brought a winning culture with him. And that's what the Bucks needed. 
You mentioned about those penalties. Football, you want to win deep in a playoff, first thing you need to do is you need to be disciplined. You cannot give the ball, you cannot give your opposition holding penalties. You can't give them false starts. You can't give them unnecessary roughness penalties, especially when the team has needed. Those things kill drives and they kill your team. And that's the first thing Tom Brady did was said, hey, guys, you got to clean this up. Like to your point, Matt, you got to clean this up. I think. Yeah, exactly. They have to clean it up. up. They didn't have a choice. I mean, you can't yeah. lose the Chicago. And, Chicago. and the Chicago Bears at that time did have a good record. They did make the playoffs. They're a playoff team. Uh, you know, I don't think they've been a play. I don't think they're the number seven seed. So they, sh- you know, in a regular year, they wouldn't have been in the playoffs. But um, I, I, this quarterback carousel, I'm excited to see the movement. But I want to know where Russell Wilson's going to go. What the Washington football team is going to do? Because the Washington football team, they got a damn good defense, man. They they are they are set on defense. They got some nice weapons on the offensive side. They just released Alex Smith. I think Sam Darnold's going to go to Washington. They're going to make they're going to make the deal because they need a young quarterback that can get things done. Cam's not coming to Washington. And I think Cam's going to stay in New England for at least one more year. So what's your thoughts on more of these carousel? This carousel is exciting to me. I'm really, I'm hyped. I'm excited too. I definitely, Alex Smith, I definitely want to send best wishes to him. And I know that he was a comeback play of the year and he did a whole lot to come back. He had a very good year. And unfortunately, you're right, Washington is, you know, not going to bring him back for next year. So I want to wish Alex Smith the best. But I think Sam Darnold is a very good situation to go into Washington. I think uh, Russell, if he wants to go to Washington, would be a great fit for him there too because, you know, they did make it to the playoffs, but they lost in the first round. And they have uh, some, you know, they have young, they have some very good players on the team. I think they have a good opportunity to do something special. So, I think I could see Russell either going to Washington or to Miami. I could see Deshaun Watson going to Miami as well. So if you have a situation where he doesn't go ahead and things don't don't work out, where he gets to go to Washington, he can go to Miami. And I I think a guy like Deshaun Watson probably wants to play in better weather. I yes. think when you get a – yeah, because who wants to play in cold, cold weather? No, I just think unless you're a dome, yeah, if I you're a dome team, that might be interesting. <laughs> but um, you know, if you're in a dome team, let's just say, for example, you're um, Detroit. You're going to play outside. You're going to play in Green Bay. You're going to play in Chicago. You're playing in Minnesota. So eventually, you're you're going to get weather. So I mean, you want to be in a southern division for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You want to be you want to be in a division where you get some good weather. You know, that's the great thing about. Tom Brady is that he moved to in Tampa, getting great weather. And he's uh, making the most of it. He's enjoying the Tampa lifestyle, as you can see with the, the parade and, and living it up. But I'm happy for him because you know what, he earned it. And the Bucks, I think, have a very good opportunity if they can bring back. I, I know in free agency it's tough to bring back everybody, but if they can bring back 70% of the people that's available, you know, back. I think they have a very good shot to coming back and doing it again next year. What are your thoughts on that? I think they can do it. And here's the thing. After the Super Bowl and people, their contracts are up, they're looking for a payday. I get it. Hey, 
you know, you're your own small business. You know, <laughs> you got you want to get paid. You want to make sure your family's taken care of and you're taken care of. I get it 100. percent And I, I find this funny, and I heard this on a sports radio show, which is it just nails it around the head. That if you know everybody says they're praying, you know, to make sure they go to the right team, the right situation. It's always the higher amount of money. So I guess God's always telling them, take the money, take the money, take the money. <laughs> because right. no one's really taking a pay cut to go somewhere. Um, only Tom Brady really takes pay cuts, but he's got a, a hundred, most like $100 million um, wife in Giselle. So I, I get that. He's got the ability to do so. But I, I'm thinking the Bucks, they can draft really well. On the defensive side, and also on the offensive side. They've really built that up from the ground up, added some free agents in. And not only did they have free agents, um, Alan, they added free agents that took less money, if you think about it. I almost thought J.J. Walt might have been coming to Tampa because the weather's good. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but yeah. he's going to Arizona. And I get it. Arizona has good weather, too. Arizona's a good place to live. Uh, cost of living's good. Um, his his uh, new wife, she plays soccer in Chicago, and they want to have you know somewhere to live that's you know comfortable. Arizona's nice, dry you know dry weather and stuff. I get that. It's yeah. about personal, you know. Where do you want to live? Look at Florida, for instance. Look at um Jacksonville. Jacksonville's going to be a team that is going to attract free agents. You got Urban Meyer as your coach. You have no state income tax. You can make money here, have decent weather, and have a, you know, a, a a coach that knows how to win. Even though it's on the college level only, he knows how to win, and he's got scouting all over the place. He has all those people yeah. to do the scouting. He's very involved. He knows the talent. He knows the free agents. So, but getting back to the Bucks, the Bucks, I, they're talking about signing Braver an additional two years after this one year just done. He's gonna be like. 46 years old. But here's the thing. Tom Brady takes care of himself. He's not Big Ben Roethlisberger taking a $5 million haircut today. You know, <laughs> he took a haircut because he wants to play one more year. But Pittsburgh's not going to win a Super Bowl with Big Ben. They need somebody that's more reliable. Big Ben, he's Big Ben for a reason. Dude's big. So, <laughs> but you got Tom yeah. Brady. Tom Brady, he is – the reason why he's the GOAT, Allen is because, he, one, he's dedicated to it. He loves practice. Yeah. He loves the game. He loves the players. He likes being around the offense and the defense and seeing what's going on. He has a good time. He enjoys success, not just for himself, but he enjoys it for the guys that play with him. He wants them to be successful, yeah. too. It's not all about making 40 or $50 million a year for your contract and being the biggest and the baddest you know, on your payday. It matters in his legacy. It's rings, trophies, and how were you as a man to other players? He really enjoys the game. You know the, the old saying – do a job that you know you love and you'll never work a day in your life. That's Tom Brady. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You said it beautifully. I mean, any, I mean, that's the most impressive thing about Tom Brady is that yes, he wants to win championships. Who doesn't? But he doesn't just do it for himself. He does it 
He gets guys to buy in. He commands that respect for you to do what's necessary for you to win games together as a unit. And that's the, the big thing about Tom Brady is that, yeah, it's always good in Danny to look out for yourself and be about yourself. But in life, I've learned, like you said, if you're doing something that you really love, you're not really working. You're just, you're just not really working at all. You know, like, for example, when I was talking to Keith, Keith Thurman, you could tell the guy loves boxing. When I was talking to him, he could have talked forever. And, and you could tell he really loves it. And anytime you find something you really love, you're not really working. You're talking about your passion. You're talking about what you love to do. That's not work, in my opinion. That's not, not bothersome at all. And that's the great thing about Tom is that he brings the culture, and he makes you look at yourself to get better. A lot of times guys would be like, oh, okay, I'll just do this and go through the motions. And it, it's no big deal if I get a penalty here or there. Well, it is a big deal because you're not being disciplined and you're hurting your team. And you could be hurting us when we least need you to hurt us. And that's the big thing is that being accountable is a big thing about Tom too. But that's when you find something that you really love, you're not really working. You're just enjoying life and just doing what you love, you're passionate and well, once you find it, that in life, it's all easy. Yeah, yeah. And and we we go to the co, the go conversation. Think about LeBron James. I'm leaving out Jordan for a reason because Jordan retired. He retired again. Went to the Wizards. And I think he. There's always that argument, Jordan, LeBron. I think LeBron, in terms of his legacy, he took a team of just like throwaways <laughs> the first time he went to the finals <laughs> and played the Spurs, which had four Hall of Famers. I mean, come on. I mean, it wasn't really fair. <laughs> it wasn't really fair. One Hall of Famer versus four. <laughs> so it wasn't fair. But when when LeBron goes to any other team, he went to Miami, and it, they went back to Cleveland, then he went to L.A. He brings instant credibility just like what Tom Brady did when he went to Tampa. Now, players want to play with him. They want to go yeah. there. They, you know, they're like, trade me there or get me there somehow. And him being on the field in terms of Tom Brady and LeBron James on the court, it brings up the level of the guys around him. To They play on a much higher level. So, I'm just looking at these guys. These are once in a not I wouldn't want to say once in a lifetime, but you don't get to see this type of excellence very often anywhere in life, much less in sports. Because these guys these guys understand the psychology of the sport. They understand the fitness aspect of the sport, and they understand how to get the very best out of the team. Now, will they ever be coaches? No, probably not. But they're the field generals, the guys that get in the trenches with the other guys and are not afraid to tell them when they're screwing up because they tell them why they're screwing up because they care about them enough to tell them that they're screwing up. You could have, it could have been, um, you know, um, uh, you know, Anthony, uh, Carmelo Anthony, great player, but was he really getting on anybody? 
you know, to make the teams better? No. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes. But that's what yep. I'm saying. You don't see these you don't see very many types like this. These are the guys that are CEOs of companies. These are these guys. These are the guys that say, Hey, we have a vision here. I'm gonna tell you when you screw up, we gotta get this stuff done and we gotta do it right. We gotta clean this up. This is not how we run our business. These are CEOs on the court and on the field. Exactly. And he said it perfectly. I don't see Tom ever being maybe a coach. I think he wants to play. He's one of his guys who really wants to be on the field playing. But he is a he's a field general and I wish him boy, tons of success and you know, the great thing about him, he's he's just different. Not even a week yeah. later after the Super Bowl and uh, the party and everything, he's like, you could tell he's bored because he's anxious to get back. It's, it's amazing. He just he feels called different. The next day. He called, <laughs> he, called, he called the coaching staff the next day. He's like, hey, um, are you ready to start working on next year? <laughs> <laughs> but exactly. He, that's the thing. he loves it that much. It's not, it's not work to him. It, it's fun. Exactly. You know what? Winning's fun. Winning is contagious. What you've won, you want to keep doing it because it, it's, it's good. Yeah, exactly. Winning is contagious, and it's, it's just one of those things that you just want to make sure that you keep doing your job and keep doing what you need to do to help your teammates, and you'll get there. And uh, so that's the great thing about Tom Brady, and I really hope the Bucks do in another year. I really do. I'm hoping, I'm pulling for them that they get some guys to come back and we can get another year out of it. <laughs> here's, a, here's a scary part. They're going to get better next year. They know preseason. They got an offseason yeah. and a preseason coming up. They're going to be better than they were last year. And look at this. Carolina's still down. Atlanta's still down. And the Saints are going to be down. Because I think Drew Brees, is going to, he's going to retire or he's going to be gone. So they got a tremendous yeah. opportunity. If you thought know, 11 wins was good, they might get 13 or 14 wins. I think they could sweep the division next year. So we'll see. But I think they're going to have even a better year than last year. And hopefully another Super Bowl appearance and another win. So I'm really hoping for that. So we'll see. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, definitely should be an interesting offseason to see where all these quarterbacks go. That's for sure. Exactly going to be a, a great year for us here at the Allen and Aaron Sportsbook Radio Show. It already started off fantastic. You know, we've got the beautiful Aureal Rodriguez here. And the great thing is we want to thank her. You can reach out to her on Instagram. I'll make sure that I have that here available. We get posted on the video. We get posted on the video yep. tonight, her, her Instagram link. Uh, I followed her already. Um, she one, she she's a very very beautiful girl. She is, but also she's very determined to help people. So I, I encourage y'all to reach out to her, um, like her Instagram. You know, share it with your friends and family. We will we will love for y'all to um, you know support her because you know what she she's a small business. I mean that's what she is. And that's that's what we like to see. We like seeing people be successful. You know, never hate on people trying to be successful because you know what? That's us too. We don't want to hate. We want to help them. That's exactly right. We also 
want to help him whenever we can. Follow up another guest we had, Steve Thurman. We had him on the show yesterday. And I hope he gets his next big fight. And I'm going to do my best to help him along the way and spread the word that he's hungry for another fight. Signature Punch Training Center. Definitely want to thank them for hosting the show here. Follow them also on Instagram and Facebook. It's the Punch Training Center in Tampa. Definitely great folks. Also, GLH Media. Follow them, too. They're the ones who put up the production of where we're on now. It's the Punch Training Center. So, GLH Media. want to thank them. Gary Lewis, the CEO of Signature Punch Training Center, I want to thank him as well for having such a great gym and great people working for the company as well. Just met one of their trainers today, tonight. I want to thank you too, Matt, for filling in for, for Aaron. We're going to, tomorrow, just to keep everybody up to date, I'm going to be at the All Pro Dad event. So follow All Pro Dad as well. They're great organization. I'll, this will be my third year in a row going to that event. I'll post some pictures up for you guys, but it's always great to go to that event for the family, the kids, those who love football, who love faith and family. All Pro Dad experience is a great thing to go to if you've never been there. I'll show you some of the pictures tomorrow. It is actually sold out. I would have told you to go ahead and get, pick, uh, go ahead and get tickets, but it's already been sold out. There is limited capacity this year because of COVID and it's already uh, sold out. But definitely I want to thank you all. Is there any thoughts you have also, Matt, before we let our listening to this morning's show? I just want to say thanks for um, inviting me on to film for Aaron tonight. Um, I greatly appreciate it. Y'all do a tremendous job on the show. Um, it, it's great to see y'all getting out there. And uh, as, you know, things get, you know, back to normal as we go along, I'm looking forward to working with y'all outside too. And, um, increasing and growing um, the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show, man. Thanks again for inviting me on. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you much for, for joining us here tonight. Thank you for being a, a great, great co-host. And definitely for all you do on the show as a producer of the show as well. And I want to thank the listening audience. You can find us on iHeartRadio. You can also listen to us there. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And looking forward to the next show. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.